Hello, welcome to Guide to the Unknown. I'm Kristen. And I'm her brother, William. And tonight we're gonna to be talking about Halloween TV specials or special Halloween episodes of existing TV shows. It's the most wonderful time of the year mm-hmm. when all of the TV shows that you love and yep. watch all of a sudden put out an episode where everyone's dressed up in spooky costumes, scary stuff sometimes happens. Right. Quite frankly, I wish that it was a full takeover mm-hmm. of television, that there would be Halloweenized versions of the news. I would love that. Yeah, people on the news don't get into it, right? Because right. they have to be kind of serious and they're delivering stuff that's heavy, so they probably don't want to trivialize it. Yeah. But like if the beautiful man on ABC. Oh my remember God. That guy? Yeah, I forgot about the beautiful man. Yeah. You, so, oh man, I can't remember what his name is. There's a reporter on ABC who always used to come on right after Lost. He's got sparkling blue eyes. Crystal blue eyes. Mm. And Will and I referred to him as the beautiful man. Yes. So if the beautiful man was wearing like cat ears sure. when he's talking about a horrible murder, right. that's maybe not the jam. Maybe but not. But I would like it. I would love it. I know. Um, I will say that uh, when Stephen Colbert's Late Show, when he took over for David Letterman, first Mm -hmm. started, I kept trying to get tickets, finally got them for his first Halloween episode, deliberately got Halloween tickets. Yeah. We went, Stevie Colbert dressed up as a vampire. Ah. And he had like a full, like, you know, um, um, like a fancy vampire. So he was kind of dressed like a pirate in a weird way. He had like a cravat. Flancy. Cravat. Yeah, flancy indeed. Yeah. Uh, And he had the teeth in and it was making him lisp and stuff like that. And every guest came out wearing costumes. Yeah. Um, And I loved it. I was so excited. A band called Ghost played. They're like a heavy metal. That's right. You really got like a good spooky episode. I got the best stuff. And guess what? They don't do that anymore. That was the one time that show did a Halloween version and Ah. I got to be there. I'm in the audience. If you freeze frame it, I actually think for when they broadcast it at home, it's like notoriously hard to find people in the audience when they go to live tapings. Uh Um, But for that episode, if you freeze frame whenever they show the audience, whoever works at Colbert actually photoshopped my head on every person in the audience. So it's really easy to spot It's really easy. I'm everyone in the room. Perfect. Also spooky. (laughs) Incredibly terrifying. So perfectly in theme. Absolutely. All right. Before we dive into the full specials Mm -hmm. that we're going to talk about on this episode, we want to remind you all of a few awesome things. First of all, this is the last time that we can remind you out there that Kristen and I are going to be doing a live show in Highland Park, New Jersey this Sunday, yep. October 27th, 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. We are going to be at Pino's in Highland Park talking about some haunted areas that are around us here. Yes. Uh, Kristen and I have on the sly been going out into the world and filming at scary places. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're really excited to tell you about those scary places and show you the experiences we had there. We did bring our ghost hunting equipment. Yes. So we have some visuals to throw to. We have some unusual findings yeah, that yes. I'm not sure how to explain. Correct. And we're super looking forward to it. So tickle- <laughs> tickles are free at the live show, but we're not allowed to do them. <laughs> right. Exactly. So don't ask. Yeah, so don't ask for tickles. But tickets are available if you Google Guide to the Unknown Eventbrite. That's right. They're $10 each, and we would love to see you there. So please, if you're listening to this, you only have a couple more days. 
Go find those tickets, buy them, and join us. We'd love to meet you guys and have a fun hangout. A bunch of you already have. We want even more people to show up. It's really going to be a lot of fun, and we don't want to be embarrassed. Yes, please don't humiliate us. Yes, and as always, please make sure you follow at GTTU Pod across all social media to stay up to date with stuff that we're doing, Mm -hmm. with stuff that Kristen finds throughout the week in the world of spooky stuff. Yep. Uh, And if you want, also consider uh, hitting up patreon.com slash GTTU Pod while we're talking right now. Yeah. May as well sign up to become another world warrior and get access to some of the bonus stuff that we've got for our supporters. Yes. All right. All right. Willie. Yes. Let's talk some Halloween specials. Yes, please. Hit me. Okay. I'm going to start by talking to you about the quintessential Halloween special Mm -hmm. that I think everybody knows. Yeah. You're bored by it. Your grandparents love it. (laughs) It's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Okay. I I thought you're about to talk about Treehouse of Horrors. Oh, just I'm saving now, but that I guess for the you're last. Right. I guess you're right. I guess that is pretty quintessential. I'm saving the symptoms for symptoms. Yeah, what's wrong? With I us? got some symptoms from the Simpsons. Tickles and symptoms. <laughs> we got tickles and symptoms yeah. this week, but the Simpsons, quite frankly, did something to me that I did not expect. Cry? No. Okay. Nausea. Oh. And I cannot wait to tell you about it. Okay. But I'm going to wait to tell you about it because instead I'm going to talk about the boredom yes. that I sustain anytime I think of Charlie Brown. Me too. Okay. William, before researching this, <laughs> did you know the plot of It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown? Absolutely not. I couldn't tell you what that's about. <laughs> no. And I guarantee you I've seen it before. I think, I mean, I'm sure I have, but I, I seriously, it. I have no idea what happens in this. Now, Kristen and I sort of talked about this privately in our lives over the past couple of days. Because it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown was on television. I said to Kristen, maybe we should watch this or talk about it or something. I nominated myself to do it. Yep. um, And I didn't watch it. Okay. Spoiler alert. I didn't watch it. Fair enough. I don't have time (laughs) for sad cartoons where all they do is play classical music. It feels like it's supposed to make you go to sleep. Yeah. It's so weird. The only Charlie Brown thing I ever remember enjoying is that we had Charlie Brown goes to Race for your life, Charlie Brown, or something. Yeah, yeah. on Laserdisc. Right. And that was kind of fun. They like went camping and they went whitewater rafting uh-huh. and Peppermint something Patty scary was happened being in that too. bossy or something. Didn't yeah. Charlie Brown go missing while he was whitewater rafting or something? Um, I don't remember. I, I remember there being don't. something scary on that tr- camping trip. Maybe that's why we kind of liked it. For old Charlie Brown. Yeah. But yeah, most of this stuff just makes me feel really uncomfortable and bored. It's just boring. The Peanuts. Yeah. But uh, it aired October 27th, 1966. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here are some things that happen in it. Some of which, spoiler alert, when I read them, made me laugh. Okay. That's good. I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Uh, My expectations couldn't have been lower. (laughs) Okay. So so that certainly helps. Yeah. Only go up. Um, Lucy makes Linus drag a giant pumpkin home. Okay. He's annoyed when he finds out that she intends to carve it into a jack-o'-lantern. You see uh, Linus is obsessed with the Great Pumpkin, who he writes a letter to every single year so that the Great Pumpkin will appear? Okay, so I mean Santa-esque. Santa-esque, but on Halloween. Right. Um, Lucy, this this is literally what it said on Wikipedia. Lucy entices Charlie Brown to kick a football with the usual results. Oh, wow. Wikipedia is really... 
really making sure that they hit all the beats. A little character from this Wikipedia writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the expected results. As you would think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Charlie Brown, unexpectedly, gets an invitation to go to a cool kid's Halloween party. Kind of nobody can believe it. Charlie Brown, you blockhead, why would you be going to the cool Halloween party? I never think of them as having, like, cliques in Charlie Brown. I'm kind of surprised to hear that, that yeah. they're cool kids. They're kind yeah. of all misfits. Right. And they're all supposed to be- like they're all friends. Commingling. Um, but before the party, they all go trick-or-treating. Charlie Brown keeps getting rocks. <laughs> Which I think is funny. That's funny. It actually made me laugh. He keeps getting rocks. And I kind of can picture him going, I got a rock. <laughs> Everybody, you He's know. He's handing him rocks. The world is crapping on Charlie Brown. Yeah, the world Brown. is handing Charlie Brown rocks. Everybody. The adults who we never see and who speak through horns yeah. or whatever. Yeah, it's like, wah, 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 wah. Even wah, they wah. see Charlie Brown coming and they're like, I'm going to get yeah, this Yeah, why does kid. everybody hate him so much? I'm going to get this mopey little yeah. <laughs> turd. Yeah, mopey. You're going down, Charlie Brown. That's a good name. Yeah. Yeah, you're going down, Charlie Brown. You're going down, Charlie yeah. Brown. Do you remember when I think Carson Daly dressed up as Charlie Brown for Halloween? <sighs> and it's like horrific looking. Yeah, the entire cast of the Today Show yes. dressed up like Peanuts characters, and it's disgusting. Yeah, it's horrible. It's I really encourage all of you at home to look that up. Absolutely. Everyone Google Today Show Charlie Brown costumes. Chilling. Nightmare. Um so anyway, Linus hangs out in a pumpkin patch all night. It's almost a faith story. Everybody's like, Linus, you're being a little baby. Why would uh, the great pumpkin appear? He's not real. Yeah. It's like, he is real. Um, he convinces um, that little girl with blonde hair, Sally, uh -huh. yep. to hang out with him there, which is nice. Do you know that um, Fergie was the voice of Sally? <laughs> like the singer Fergie? Whoa. Yeah. That's like very When she was weird. a kid. Yeah. yeah that, wow. Hmm, back when it was normal to pee your pants. <laughs> I know. Look, she was working hard. Or hardly working. Yeah, well, hardly um, working to hold it in. <laughs> so uh, Charlie Brown, who thought he was finally cool, going to the cool kids party, finds out he was only invited because his head is perfectly round and they want to use him to sketch the patterns for their jack-o'-lanterns. Oh, my God. Which is sad. <laughs> That's kind of funny, though. It ends with the great pumpkin not showing up. Okay. Linus's older sister... Uh, realizes that he fell asleep in the pumpkin patch and is freezing to death, so she takes him home and puts him to bed. And he okay. insists that the great pumpkin is real and he'll find him one day. And it basically ends there. Yeah, okay. There's like not really a culmination. I guess it's like maybe a sweet story about... Friends? Faith or friends. All right. Whatever. Either way, I bet there were plenty of scenes where there's just light piano music. There as Charlie Brown were. walks down the street. Yes, for, for sure five there minutes. Were. Except it's pumpkiny this time. There are pumpkins on stairs. Better that's than the difference, right? And you know what? Quite frankly, that's better than a regular piano yeah, thing to me. That's still an improvement. Put a pumpkin on a stair. I'm happy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm happier. Mm, yeah, happier is right. Yeah. Yes. Um, but there you go. That's the uh, the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. I don't. Okay. Really, I don't really have much more All right, to great. say about that. Honestly, talking about it bored me a little. I ab I couldn't agree more. It's really on this <laughs> list because it has to I be know, it's like right. A big deal. It's yeah. the kind of thing that we, if we don't talk about it, people go, "You didn't talk about it." Yeah. Well, right? we, we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. We did our due diligence. Yes. All right? Get off our back. That's right. Leave us a five-star review <laughs> for doing Sweet. the bare minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a five. I would it's love a, a five-star review that says they give us the bare minimum in style. Yeah. That's not the bare minimum. I guess it's the bare minimum coverage of the Great Pumpkin, Correct. Charlie Brown. If anything, that's above and beyond in general because you didn't want to cover it and yet you did. You know what? You're right. I excelled by even bringing it up. Yes, I wouldn't have done it. 
That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Do you want me to continue with another one that I yeah. actually do like, or do yes. you want to bounce back and forth? I think do all forth? yours, and I'll do all mine. Do them all? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to save the Treehouse of Horror for last, okay. unless you've then really can... got a boffo. No, not particularly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We can bounce around then. Okay. So I watched two Buffy Halloween episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. I hadn't watched Buffy in years and I was surprised so I've watched I think the whole series I actually couldn't totally swear that I finished it but I've watched most of Buffy I remember watching it I I think I watched some of it when it was airing and then I binged it when it was on Netflix maybe even discs or something and I was surprised at the feeling that hearing the theme song brought out in me because if you would say to me like what do you think of have you watched Buffy what do you think of I'd be like oh yeah I watched Buffy like Buffy's totally sweet Hearing the theme song and seeing the little montage during the credits, I was like, oh, my God, I know this song. Yeah. Like, I know these credits. I know her, like, end pose and these different things. I was like, Buffy's great. It is great. Yeah. I, I haven't seen it in a while now. Me neither. But... I just haven't even thought about it in a while. And I was like, ooh, this is something I really like. Yeah, I think it's probably been, like, six or seven years or something. I'm I remember sure same. I had a... a bad 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 cold Mm -hmm. and i never take nyquil or sudafed or anything ever but somebody recommended that i do it it had to be ali who's gonna recommend i take medicine Uh uh-huh but so uh i took a bunch of like nyquil and so i was like (laughs) like crazed and looping out you you took it but you like stayed awake yes i stayed awake and i kept watching like tiger woods (laughs) what tiger woods so not exactly like tiger woods when Tiger Woods's cheating scandals came out, one of the things that seemed to be a thread that a bunch of different mistresses noticed was he was into taking Ambien, but then staying awake through the Ambien because then you like trip. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I know. I don't want to trip at all. No, I know. But but taking yeah. like a nighttime thing and then staying awake reminds me of Oof. it. Oof. Yeah. Well, technically, I guess I was doing that. Yeah. And I was alternating Buffy Angel, Buffy Angel, because mm-hmm. that's how they would air. Right, right. I wanted to have oh, the Yeah, I actually experience. remember you talking about this yes and so i was watching it and i was on all this nyquil and stuff and i remember like looking through my phone which was like next to the bed yeah and i was like i was sweating and i couldn't sleep and now i think of buffy as both something i love but you associate it with that it like makes me feel ill again it makes me feel crazy yeah yeah i i completely understand that I watched, I think I watched like part of the first season of Angel in general and didn't finish it. And I watched, I started to watch a Halloween episode of Angel for this. I ended up not covering it because I think that you need some time to sink into that world and get into that mode and everything. It is different. And I couldn't get into the mode. It was like, I think it was a guy named Lorne, who's a demon guy who was maybe like a Hollywood agent. (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. He's a lounge singer. He's all green yeah, with like orange yes, hair or something. Yeah, 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 he's a lounge singer. Okay, he was booking things on the phone. I thought maybe he was like well, booking. He's, he's in showbiz, right? Uh, so it was <laughs> it was him, and we're following him. And I was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "You know what? You're not wrong." I think yeah. maybe I thought I dreamt him. No, he's real. <laughs> um, yeah, no that that show is great, but you're right, it is. Yeah, I can, it's pretty different. I can see, like, I can get it. It's ridiculous and everything, but I get once you're in that world, you accept those things yes. and you know this guy. Yes. Just coming into it cold because it was in like the fifth season this Halloween episode i was like what is What's this happening, and yeah. like it's not really my speed was it the one where he turns into a puppet 
I don't know. I, I seriously watched like five minutes of it, and I was like, you know what? I have a lot of other shows on my list. I think I'm going to leave this. I already Fair have enough. two Buffy's. I think I'm good. Angel's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so I watched two Buffy Halloween episodes. The first one I'm going to talk about is Buffy season two, episode six, entitled Halloween, mm. appropriately. So the owner of a costume shop casts a spell that makes everybody who bought a costume costume there turn into their costumes. Yes. It turns out that that guy who owns the shop is named Ethan Rain. Great name. He's somebody who knew Giles back in the day. They were coming up in the occult world together. Ripper. Yep. He calls Giles the Ripper. That's right. There was going like, to be a no Ripper about who you are. <laughs> For a long time, there was yeah. there were plans to do a spinoff with Giles called Ripper. I'm kind of surprised they didn't because Giles is very standout. The Buffy verse is. I could really yeah. geek well, out. I'm freak telling out. you, yeah. I when I was watching these, I was like, this is great. It's I really great. I know I say this kind of stuff and then I fall off it and I very well may. But I was like, maybe I should rewatch Buffy because I really enjoyed watching it. Hell which isn't yeah. a surprise, but uh, I just of hadn't course. thought about it in a while. It's it's wonderful. It's, they're, they're, it's great. There's a lot of energy all everybody on the show is very charismatic. Totally. The monster of the week stuff is actually handled very, very well. It's yeah. engaging, it's weird. Yeah. They go for the the entire broad spectrum of horror. Sometimes mm-hmm. they go for scary, sometimes they go for campy sometimes they go for gross sci-fi whatever they do it all they really do and it's like corny but pleasantly so Uh you kind of love the people so you're kind of willing to go there and not be like oh it's a great time you like you're like okay xander's like this this is the deal he's like chandler a little bit yeah xander chan chander Zandler. Zandler. He's very quippy. You never get just like a normal answer out of him. Mm -hmm. And I noticed it, but I was like, that's this guy. Yeah, that's the way he is. I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's Ethan Rain, and he has a whole like spell that he's doing in front of this um, this like idol. And when he ends the spell, he says, chaos, I remain ever faithful, thy degenerate son. Whoa. Because he's a chaos magician. Oh man, I wish I was a chaos magician. Me too. We could be. You know, it's it's whatever you want. You know, it's holding me back. So, yeah, could be a chaos magician. Easy. So, Buffy, Xander, and Willow all got their costume from that shop, of course. Buffy got, like, an old-time lady costume, like a flouncy kind of costume because she is thinking about how, uh, what's his name, Angel's like a bajillion years old. She and Willow steal Giles' book that has all the notes about vampires from other watchers and slayers over time, and they read the Angel part, and it has a drawing of a woman who he like had a crush on or something like that back in the day. Oh. And it's somebody, you know, like big flouncy petticoats. Right, like a Southern Belle kind of. Yeah, I know. I'm having a hard time describing it, but yeah. And um, so Buffy gets that because she's like, oh, maybe I'll try being like the kind of guy that Angel or the kind of girl that Angel liked back then. Mm -hmm. She gets that. Xander gets an army guy. And Willow first is going to basically dress like, I don't know what her, you would say her costume is. Buffy's like, Willow, nobody's going to ever notice you if you're always like being a shrinking violet. There are little things like that that are weird. You know what I mean? So Willow's costume is just like a hottie girl outfit. She's wearing like a major crop top, a tight mini skirt, boots, more Makeup than usual, but she also bought a ghost costume as a backup, like in case she okay. got embarrassed. Sure. So she dresses like that, but then she puts the ghost costume on top of herself because she's like embarrassed about that's kind of funny like that. Yeah. So they all turn into their costumes. So Buffy now is a damsel in distress. She doesn't know what the hell's going on. She's not like the Slayer or anything. Um, Xander is like an army guy who's taking care of business and Willow is a ghost. So she like, she takes off the ghost outfit and she's wearing her hottie outfit, but she's like invisible. Like, or is that right? No, she can go through walls and stuff. They can talk to her, but she 
is not like herself, basically. So Spike has taken this opportunity when all hell's broken loose because Ethan Rain has let chaos rain. Um, Spike is taking this opportunity to come up and feed and go nuts. And Buffy is useless. You know, it's all going crazy. People who didn't get costumes from the shop are okay. So Angel is himself and... He starts to fight off Spike. Giles figures this out somehow, goes to stop Ethan Rain. They get into a fight, and Ethan Rain is all like, ha, huh, there's a ripper. He's like on the ground because like Giles had like fought him or whatever. He's like, oh, there you are. That's the ripper I once knew. Right, exactly. Oi, me yeah. thinks I've spotted the ripper. Yeah. Me old friend. Exactly. And so finally Giles is like, how do I break it? And he's like, you have to break that idol because he's like kicking his butt. And Giles. I'm going to keep kicking you in the butt unless you tell me how to stop all this. Ow, ow, ouch. Ooh, ah, ooh. Ow. So. I'm telling you, I'm going to keep kicking you in the butt. It's going to keep happening. So. <laughs> you know why like, they call me the ripper? I'm going to rip your butt in half. Because I kick major butt. <laughs> I'm going to rip your pants. I'm kicking you in the butt so much. <laughs> I'm going to kick your butt. (laughs) So Spike and his boys are starting to win. Spike has Buffy like by the throat. and He's like about to kiss her or whatever. Oh, well, I mean, you know, do the vampire kiss. Bite bite her. Don't they call it a vampire's kiss? Yes. Yeah, no, I know. You're right. You're right. Just checking. But so he's about to, and she's all like, uh, uh, like not fighting. And then Giles smashes the idol, so the spell is broken. And she, she goes, oh, first of all, Spike has had his hand in her fake wig or whatever, and like it's acting like normal hair would. He's like kind of pulling her hair, but because it's, it's hair right now, it's magic hair. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Would it make? Would it make the wig? She became the costume. Her? Yeah, okay, I guess you're right. Because I was thinking this was an inconsistency, but that works. So he has his hand in her hair, and then when Giles breaks the thing, he pulls the wig off. He's all like, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, it's like Buffy's hair underneath. And she goes, hi, honey, I'm home, and starts kicking his butt. Nice. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's totally great. Gives him the old one-two. That's, That's where right. you kick one cheek and then the other. Yeah. She really clapped his cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> I clap Spike cheeks. <laughs> Yeah, that episode of Buffy really slaps. Yeah, it Cheeks. Slaps. <laughs> Do you want to bounce back to one of yours now? Yeah, sure. I only okay. have two more, by the way. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> Just FYI. All right. That's great. That is a that is a, like an iconic episode of Buffy. And I think that the next one is even more iconic, the next really? Buffy Halloween episode. Because the, the next one showed up on Best of Halloween lists all over the place. The one before it, I found on my own. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Wow, yeah. I would have expected that one to be on. That's like a... Oh. I love that. The Halloween costume becomes real. Yeah, totally. Um, okay, this is Boy Meets World, mm-hmm. and then there was Sean. I'm excited to hear about this. I remember you told me about it a long time ago, and I don't remember if I've actually seen it or not, but it really? sounds sweet. I think okay. I probably have, but I don't remember. This was the thing that I thought about outside of The Simpsons. This was the Halloween episode that I think of when I think of a Halloween Halloween episode. Yeah. It's Boy Meets World, the original series from the 90s. It aired in 1998. Mm-hmm. It was very, very, very clearly inspired by Scream. Yeah. And I know what you did last summer. Cool. As a matter of fact, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt is in this episode. Cool. She shows up playing an- ex- Well, she was dating Will Friedel. Friedel. Really? Yes, they dated for a long time. I forgot about that. Oh, that's interesting. Yes, well, they that have, makes sense. They have like kind of a thing in this episode. That makes sense. Yeah. I forgot. How could I have forgotten? That's, I don't know how you could forget that. That's really important news mm-hmm. in your world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Will Friedel <laughs> plays Eric, who is Corey Matthews' older brother, who's- 
I remember as being hilarious. Yes. In this episode, he makes frequent references to South Park. Okay. Frequent. Weird. Because I think the other thing that this series was taking inspiration from, in addition to Scream, and I know what you did last summer, was South Park. I feel like you don't hear shows reference other shows that way often. It's really strange. Huh. First you of all, imagine they they kind of exist in their own world. Right. I remembered that there is a character in this story named Kenny, mm-hmm. and so oh my god, they killed Kenny. Oh, okay. is said in this episode. Yeah. Okay. But what I didn't remember Weird. is that when Eric appears, he goes. You mean Cartman? Mm. <laughs> Eric Cartman. When Eric appears in this episode, he goes, Howdy ho. Which is what Mr. Hanky. (laughs) Mr. Hanky. That show is so crazy. (laughs) Which is what Mr. Hanky says on South Park in the Christmas episodes. Weird. It's very weird. Frequent, frequent. South Park references. I mean, I guess they're like, we're appealing to the same kind of demographic or something. I guess. Weird. I guess. South Park was probably really popular at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I also lied. This is not a Halloween episode, apparently. But, I mean, I feel like it still fits the theme. It's it definitely fits the theme. It's episode. For I was just surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode, it's a slasher episode of Boy Meets World. Aired in February, I saw 1998. That it, it pops up on some like best of Halloween list. So I saw that it came out in February, which is surprising. So strange. Yeah. Um, it's season five, episode 17. It takes place, because Boy Meets World always had like a continuity. Corey and Topanga have just broken up, mm-hmm. which is traumatic. Yes. Uh, unexpected in this world. Sean cannot handle it. <laughs> They go into class, they go into Feeney's class, and Sean is basically like, I can't handle the two of you being apart. Like, they're almost like his divorced parents in a weird way. They kind of, sort of, uh, or he kind of expects that they're going to ask him to pass messages to each other Uh or something like that, but they don't really. Um, He keeps interrupting class, and Feeney gets pissed. Uh, He eventually gives them all detention. Okay. So in the detention now, it's Corey, Sean, Topanga, Angela, who I forgot about. Oh, yeah. And this guy, Kenny, uh, who had wanted to borrow a pencil from Topanga. And uh, Sean is like, I know what that means. Do you have any idea how many pencils I borrowed from girls, Kenny? Okay. Yeah, Sean was a real ladies man. He was. Uh, and then a scary janitor comes in to clean up the room and he points at Sean. This janitor has like white pancake makeup on, slicked down hair. He's actually kind of creepy. And whenever he shows up, they play scary music and his like little wheelie bin garbage cart. Uh-huh. Like, like makes like a squeaky sound. It's it's actually pretty decent for like spooky atmosphere. Yeah. Um Feeney says, like, all right, you all have to sit here for an hour and a half, and he's gonna leave the room. And Sean uh immediately, once Feeney closes the door behind him, is like, is that gonna watch us? He gets up to leave and somebody goes, Where are you going, Sean? And he goes, well, if we're going to be in here for over an hour, I'm going to my locker to get my cheese product. <laughs> Just a great line. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's how he finds out Feeney locked them in. Oh. Scary janitor comes by again and starts peeking at them through the window in the door, which you know gets my goat. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a little spooky. Yeah, I could see that. Then there's a world map pulled down in front of the blackboard. It rolls back up and uh no one gets out alive is written on the blackboard in blood. Everybody acts like it's a like a like a credible threat. Yeah. They all go like, "Oh my god!" like as if it couldn't just be a prank. Prank. Sean starts turning into Randy from Scream here. Okay. Going like, "Aha." explaining how horror movies work. Yes. And going like, 
Feeney's pulling a hoax. He's probably trying to teach us a lesson or something like that. Um, then um, they go like, so yeah, the locked door, the scary note on the blackboard, and then someone's going to die. It's all very textbook. Mm-hmm. Kenny goes, who's going to die? And he goes, well, you're going to die. And he goes, well, me? Why me? And then it cuts to a shot of Sean, Corey, Topanga, and Angela all standing together. And Corey goes, well, it's not going to be one of us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is pretty fun. They're the main characters. That is, yes. Yeah. Little little wink. Yep. Uh they hear somebody like like a bouncing sound. It's almost like a like a thudding, like a heartbeat. Uh-huh. And Sean's like, yes, that's the sound of our heartbeat as something approaches the door from the other side. And something scary is gonna walk through the door right now. And the door opens and it's Eric who says, Howdy ho. Right. That's that Mr. Hanky line. Yep. And Jack, who is Sean's older brother. Mm-hmm. So now they're in the mix. Okay. Then the lights flick off, the lights flick on. And Kenny has been stabbed through the head with that pencil. Oh. The pencil is going through his skull uh-huh. and he collapses, leaving a pencil line going down the wall, leading to the iconic thing that I remember from this episode where Corey walks up and he points at the top of the pencil line and he goes, we'll always remember he was this tall. This is surprisingly like kind of graphic in a way yes. like scary for Correct. Boy Meets World although as I, I think loved about it. it I loved it that sounds awesome I as was I think 12 about it, I think Boy Meets World was like a little it's such an old person thing to say but like a little edgier than I think kids shows were today because I think about um, Sean and Angela making out I feel like they were like really physical yeah they were they tried to do like kind yeah. of real yeah. stuff which is weird mm-hmm. um at one point sean refers to this all as dr feeney's house of terror oh. <laughs> it's obviously feeney is doing all of this yes. uh oh somebody says this of course great. oh my god they killed kenny when kenny died of I course should have pointed they, that do out. they skip the you bastard i don't remember okay i don't remember i just watched it mm-hmm. and i don't remember that's all right um they run out into the hall because eric you know opened the door yeah where we then get our spooky music mm-hmm. a voice over the the high school loudspeaker goes like old timey The Shining 1920s kind of era stuff. Welcome to John Adams High, where you are gonna die. That's right. They're all scared and everything. And then at a certain point, it goes, "Here's a knife. Here's a gun. They'll be fun for everyone. That's right. Death is on the menu tonight." Oh my God! And Feeney appears. Standing solemn in the hall with one eye crooked. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, Feeney, I knew it was you. Oh, well, nice job trying to scare us, Feeney. And they clap him on the shoulder and he slumps over on the ground dead. <gasps> He's got scissors stabbed into his back. No. Which scares them back into the classroom. Yeah. Feeney is dead. No, he's not. Sean was wrong. Right. Feeney's they're... not the suspect. Then. And also everybody's up for grabs. Everyone's up for grabs. And Sean starts going like, Sean goes like, no, no, no. We've got to be safe. Like, only virgins uh, can live in horror movies. And then Corey turns to Depanga and he goes, thank you for saving my life. Yeah. <laughs> Which I thought was weird because they've been together. Yeah. I guess it's ABC. Yeah, right. right. And then Eric goes, I'm going to die. Or something, you know, whatever. And then Sean goes, I'll get about as sick as you can get without dying. <laughs> that was interesting. That's funny. I don't know. <laughs> um, Sean predicts that there's going to be a uh, a killer somewhere running around. There is, He's yeah, in a black robe with a with a skull mask. Um, oh, when they also when they go like only virgins can survive. Eric goes, go Fine, a go Fine, go go a go Fine. Oh my god! Like, oh, 
Yeah, did you think that your 70-year-old teacher was a was virgin? A virgin? <laughs> That's really funny. Mr. Matthews, I'm a virgin. was <laughs> <laughs> very weird. All right. Uh, then there's a really dramatic moment that starts to get us to the crux of what's happening. Cool. When Sean accuses Topanga for oh. being responsible for all this. He says, you were wrong to break up with Corey. Did any of this happen when you two were together? You've killed us all. Oh, my God. Is he being serious? Yes. Oh, my God. Dead serious. Yeah. It's, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Then that wheelie garbage bin shows up again. They're like, the janitor must be the killer. And they look in it and they scream. And Corey goes, there's so many retainers in there. It's really funny. And Sean goes, and this. And it's the janitor's dead body. Yeah. So it's not the janitor. Oh, my God. And then God. they realize the killer's one of us. <gasps> Until Jennifer Love Hewitt shows up playing Jennifer Love Pfefferman. And... She's new, and they this think great show. They think maybe she did it. There's a Nev Campbell reference. The killer calls on the phone and does, what's your favorite scary movie? Uh-huh. They end up going to the library to run and hide, and the killer picks them off one by one. How, you ask? You didn't. How? Do it. How? How, you ask? How? Jennifer Love Pfefferman goes down an aisle, and the killer pushes books onto oh. on top of her. Oh, no. And she dies. Oh, no. And then Eric runs over to see if she's okay. Yeah. And then the killer pu- pushes books on top of him, so he's dead. Oh my God. Then Jack goes- They're making a mess of the school. They are. Then Jack goes, Eric, my best friend, how am I going to pay my rent? If I can't afford my rent, I don't want to live. <laughs> and he runs out on, outside the window onto a ledge. Okay. Angela chases him out and goes, no, no, no. Sean is also your roommate. You can still afford your rent. He's like, thank you. Thank you for talking me down, Angela. But then the killer pushes them over. Uh-huh. And then somebody online I saw trivia was like, actually, it's already been established that while Sean is his roommate, Jack is covering his share of the rent. Oh. So he's still, he still wouldn't be able to afford the rent anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's probably yeah. better for them it's to be done. It's probably for the best. So now the killer is left with just Corey, Topanga, and Sean. They're yeah. standing in front of each other. And Sean goes, why are you doing this? And the killer reaches out. And he grabs Corey's hand mm-hmm. and Topanga's hand. <laughs> and links them. And he makes them hold hands. Sean walks forward and pulls the mask off the killer. Who do you think it is? I don't know. Take a guess. It's a whodunit, you know? I know. Who did it? I don't know. He pulls the I... mask off. It's Sean. Okay, that's what I was going to say. But then I was thinking, how could it be? It's Sean. And then this other Sean is wearing a Sean bodysuit? No. What? No. He's a hologram. No. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. No. Corey starts going, Sean, Sean, Sean. He wakes him up. Sean had fallen asleep at the beginning of detention. Oh. It was all a dream. Of course. And everybody's fine and even Kenny is alive. Thank God Kenny is alive. And then Sean realizes he's learned a big lesson and he apologizes to Feeney for disrupting class and says mm. it won't happen anymore. And he explains what he's learned. He says um, that he just, it's just <laughs> he says, you guys have been together since before I even knew you. And if you're not, it makes me feel like there's nothing I can depend on. And it makes me really angry that there's nothing I can do to fix this. Feeney steps forward. Something bad happened, Mr. Hunter. And for the first time, you're not the one responsible. Hmm. And he ends up letting them all go. He thinks they've all, all had a hard enough day already. Well, it's very nice of Feeney. he lets them all go and he turns off the lights and closes the door. And the killer pops up. Ah! 
in the dark classroom and then sneaks out the door behind them. Oh my God. Credits. Yikes. Well, that's also even Sean falling asleep on his desk is a little bit of a sly reference because Mr. Feeney was on the show Saint Elsewhere that our mom has been watching. And yes. I watched it with her. Yeah. And in that show, it turns out that everything has just been the dream of a child with autism. Yeah, that's right. So Sean falling asleep and this whole thing being a dream is kind of a little bit of a wink to that. Yes. Very good. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. During the end credits, they have a little scene where everybody is making a mess in class and throwing paper airplanes. Yeah. And Feeney had been having a dream that they were all like standing up and being like the 23rd state was blah 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 uh which the paperwork was signed in this year and then they all applaud for feeney and when he wakes up they're all still making a mess and he picks up scissors and stares at them <laughs> like he'd like to kill them all oh. and then the episode really ends so cliffhanger <laughs> yeah for the revival of girl meets world where feeney comes back to murder them all that's right oh man chilling chilled me to the bone yes the one bone. Yeah, the one and only. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to move on to Buffy Season 4, Episode 4. And the title of this episode is Fear Itself. So this is the one that made a lot of best Halloween episode lists. Okay. So Buffy and the gang are in college now. Xander isn't at college with them, but he's still you know, a friend of theirs and everything and in the mix. Realistic. Yes, totally. Very realistic. Yeah, yeah. But um, Buffy, Willow, and now Oz, who is now a series regular, who's Willow's boyfriend, played by Seth Green, who is a werewolf, all go to University of California Sunnydale campus, which is very close by Sunnydale. To the, to the high school. In Sunnydale. So they, it's all fun. Is that correct? They yes. went to college in the same town, all of them? Yeah. In the same town where they all grew up? Yeah, the okay. three of them did at least. I guess, you know, it's like Rutgers. Yeah, it's not that weird, I yeah, guess. Yeah, okay. But so they decide to go to a frat party. And it, so it like you're showing them walking up to the party and being like, all right, we'll see how it is, whatever. Buffy's feeling very bummed out because she slept with a guy. And then he was like, she was like, oh, like, do you want to go out, you know, again later this week or something? He was like, Buffy, I thought we were just having fun. Like, oh. what's your deal? So she's getting introduced to like, college life and older people things and is, yeah. is very feeling extremely bummed about it she's not really psyched to go to this party but willow is determined to make buffy go out and have some fun okay so they're going to the party they're walking up and you are seeing the inside of the party being total chaos it was a couple of people playing that game where they put their hand and stuff and you're like ooh, eyeballs <laughs> ooh, brains ooh, brains. brains but they put their hand in the eyeballs and they open their eyes and they're real eyeballs no and then a bunch of stuff just starts happening and everybody's running and screaming in the party and buffy and friends are just walking up to the party not knowing anything is wrong yeah so they walk in there's like nobody anywhere and the house starts to change around them the door that they walked through disappears and seals um like strange things are happening and they are gradually split up okay ring a bell or something it's ringing a very vague bell okay what season is this season four season four Mm -hmm. i wonder if i was delirious i think it's the first year they go to college okay yeah yeah so the house basically starts to mess with them and they're all splitting up and trying to figure out what's going on or something so xander becomes invisible to buffy because he's kind of feeling like he's invisible to his friends they're going off and doing college things Uh and so it's playing on or preying on a fear of his that he's kind of irrelevant to these people because he's dating anya now now who's that like demon lady 
Oh my God. Yeah, I had totally forgotten she existed. Same. And because she's a demon and isn't used to the human world, she's like, I don't understand why you're still friends with these people. They seem to have nothing in common with you whatsoever. They're all together at college. You live at home. Why would you interact with them whatsoever? Which and is so his like, fear. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, Aw. Puts so, him in a deeper pit. Right. So he goes <laughs> in the house and he's invisible to everybody. Yeah. Um, Oz starts to turn into a werewolf, even though there's no moon. Ooh. So that's upsetting to him. He's that's like, Willow, you have to run away. Like, get away from me right now. He scratches her because he starts to turn. And then he goes into a bathtub and is like, you're not going to turn. You're not going to turn. You're not going to turn. Um, Buffy and Willow have been having a thing earlier in the episode where Willow is telling Buffy that she's going to try some more advanced Wiccan spells. And Buffy is like, you know, just kind of be careful. Like the other times you've done more advanced spells, like things have kind of backfired. And Willow's feelings were kind of hurt, and she's kind of pissed at Buffy for sort of poo-pooing her ambitions. So Willow tries to do um, a spell that will help them make their way through the house, like a, a directional spell okay. that will help them find a way out of the house. And she does it, and it creates essentially kind of like a Will-o'-the-Wisp sort of thing. Like this one little like light appears in front of her. And so at first she's like, oh, great. Like it worked. Yes. And she's like, okay, show me where there's a window or whatever. But then more and more and more of them come, and they all start swarming around her like a swarm of bees, basically. Whoa. So she did mess up her spell and make it backfire on herself. Yeah. And Buffy ends up in the basement of the house when she's searching. And then a bunch of basically like zombie vampires come to life of like people, not not famous faces or anything, but it's I think it's supposed to be it's vampires that she has killed before all start rising up out of the basement cool. like dirt and start attacking her and she has to fight them off. So they're able to get out of it because um, jo no Anya goes to the party because Xander invited her and she came a little bit late. And she sees somebody in a window upstairs screaming. And then she sees that window seal up in front of her. And she's like, Xander. And she goes to find Giles because she's like, all right, Giles will know what's up. They kind of consult. They go to the party house. And there's no door or anything from the outside. But they know that they must be in there and they have to save them. And Giles is like, I know how to create a door here. And she's like, how? And he pulls out a chainsaw and he's like, Ripper. Yeah, 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 the Ripper. So he makes a door. I guess you didn't even see it happen. And they find them and everybody has wound up upstairs in an attic room where they've all kind of come out of their scary reveries and they're sort of okay and they can see each other. Everybody's like kind of cool. And they see that there is a um, like a ritualistic drawing made on the floor that somebody must have. I think the implication, I don't know if I missed something or they kind of blew over it. I kind of think the implication is that because it was a Halloween party, they did a scary thing on the floor that they didn't know what it meant. The people who lived there, because okay. they find an open spell book and there's this drawing on the floor. So, they so may people messing been, with magic, things they didn't understand. Yeah, just for like right. Halloween purposes. But it invoked, Giles sees it and he's like, oh my God, this invokes um, Zachnar, who is the fear demon. So Giles, Giles is looking at his book and he's like, okay, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know how he phrases it, but he's like destroying the symbol. And Buffy's like, I'm on it. And she like punches a hole through the floor. And he's like, immediately summons Zachnar. <laughs> <laughs> and so then. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. It's great. And then it's like a very classic Buffy monster thing. Yeah. You think there's going to be some big fight or something. Zachnar is conjured and he's teeny weeny he's like a mouse and he's like i am zachnar trim will be for me and they're all looking down at him they're like 
oh, he's kind of cute. He's like, I said tremble. Or <laughs> and then Buffy stamps on him. Oh, my God. And that's pretty much that's it. That's it? That's wonderful. I know. They end up back at Giles' house. They're eating his Halloween candy. It turned out that Giles was very into Halloween. Yeah. Because it's a quiet night for demons. They're like, Buffy is like, what, are they not into the commercialization of the holiday or something? But it was established in that other episode right. that Halloween is actually a supernaturally quiet night. Uh-huh. And so Giles is like dressed up to answer the door. He's like a big thing of candy. And they go back to his house. They're chilling out eating candy. And he's like... Oh, I wish I'd read what it said underneath the document, uh, underneath the diagram of Zachanar. It's in Latin. I wish I'd translated it. And they're like, "What is it?" And it says, it "says actual size," <laughs> and that's it. That's the capper. That's just pretty good. It was great. I, I've now got a hankering for I for know. Buffy. That was that's great. I know Zachanar. Yeah, Zachanar. Tremble. Destroying the me. seal. Yeah. Immediately summons Zachnar. Right. That's great. Yeah, it was awesome. That's great. How many more do you have? I have two. But I kind of, of have them two. Are winners. Okay, so then quickies. why don't I blow through them? Blow through one. Blow through one, and then I've got two Simpsons things really. So well, but that if we have the you want to end with both Simpsons? No, okay. we'll we'll split it up actually because I just realized that they're kind of two different things. They, okay, they're both rad. Very quickly, um, it's not that interesting. I wanted to see what an episode of TV that has nothing to do with anything spooky and is kind of like a primetime hit how they handle a Halloween episode. And I came across people talking about season four, episode five of Grey's Anatomy. Entitled Haunt You Every Day. Okay. Okay. So it's kind of light Halloween-y stuff throughout. Most of the plot is still just Grey's Anatomy. I've actually never seen Grey's Anatomy. Neither have I. I will say I did ignore stuff where it's like the office Halloween stuff. Because it's going to be, they don't break their own reality. Yeah, totally. You know? Like they still, it just still takes place like, the thing that happens is that, you know, uh, Kevin, is that a character? On The Office? Yeah, I'm yeah. blanking. Okay, yeah. I thought uh-huh. his name was like Steve or something for a second. Steve he he uh, is, you know, dressed like the Joker and it looks like crap. Yeah, totally. Everybody dresses like the Joker. Jim has a smug. Yeah, he's a three-hole punch version of Jim. Yeah, good one, Jim. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, that, that doesn't really qualify. And enti- I would be more than thrilled to see another episode of anything with scary stuff in it at all. But I wanted stuff that like breaks the rules or tries something that's ambitious or spooky or... Yeah, I felt the same way for coverage for the show, but yeah. I was curious about this. I'm like, Grey's Anatomy is like a drama from what I understand. So it's like, I wonder how they play in funny Halloween elements. Right. So I was curious. And it's not really, if you like Grey's Anatomy, I guess it's worth watching, but it's just like not really my thing. I wanted to note some interesting Grey's Anatomy horror connections, a couple of which are pretty nerdy on my part. Great. Okay. So McDreamy is played by Patrick, it's Patrick Muldoon, right? Patrick Muldoon. Isn't that his name? Patrick Muldoon. Who is the guy in Scream 3? What is his name? Lorna Dune. What's the Scream 3 guy's name who's McDreamy? Muldoon is one of the people that hunts dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. I know that. Great, Will. What's the guy's name from Scream 3 who's in Grey's Anatomy? No one tell her. William, come on. You know it. What is it? Don't you know it? I do know it. What is it? Patrick Dempsey. Oh, yeah. Not... (laughs) Patrick Muldoon. No, there is a Patrick Muldoon out there. Who the hell's Patrick Muldoon? He's another actor. I don't know. He's not as successful. Are you sure he's just in the phone book? I'm positive that Patrick Muldoon is an actor. <laughs> I'm going to give it a goog. Keep okay. talking. All right, go you ahead. talk your thing. I'm going to look up Patrick you. Muldoon. All right, you're an idiot. So, well, I guess. Who you're... is Patrick Muldoon? Oh, yeah, I'll keep talking while you do this. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, Patrick Muldoon is an American actor, film producer, and musician. 
musician. Okay. All right, let's see. Yeah, yeah this guy. Who's oh, he? Oh, he's like a soap opera guy. <laughs> okay. You know what? He's in my head a little bit because he appeared on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this past season because he's Denise Richards' ex. Yeah, top search result. Is Patrick Muldoon the only man Lisa Renna and Denise Richards have shared? Oh, yeah. Ew. That's right. I forgot Lisa, Lisa Renna also. Have shared. Yeah, ew. Don't like it. Well, anyway... Not Patrick Muldoon. Patrick Dempsey is in Scream 3. Yep. Eric Dane, who plays McSteamy. I think, by the way, I think that... Because there's McDreamy and McSteamy. Oh, I... I just know this from the ether. Here's what I think, and I could be wrong. I think McDreamy was the original McHot person. And then I think Eric Dane later joined the show, and then they dubbed him McSteamy. So I think those two guys are McDreamy and McSteamy. Anyway, Patrick Dempsey, who's McDreamy, is in Scream 3. Eric Dane, who's McSteamy, is married to Rebecca Gayhart, who is in Scream 2. And Urban Legend. Yeah, but I'm saying they're both connected to the Scream franchise. That's true. Okay? Then, Brooke Smith, who played Catherine in Silence of the Lambs, is a doctor on Grey's Anatomy. So they have some horror chops, mm-hmm. and I almost don't want to talk about it anymore. It's kind of, the episode was kind of boring. <laughs> I we had to sit through all that. <laughs> it's not even Patrick that. Muldoon. We had to go through all that. You don't even want to talk about what happened. What happened in it? That, not not that much. It's okay. So <laughs> Meredith, I guess it's spooky. Her mom died, and she brings her ashes to work. So I guess that's spooky. That's what's spooky. That's sad. I know. Her mom was a doctor there or something, and it seems like her mom was also a biatch. And Meredith wants to get her ashes out of her home because she feels they're haunting her and people are a little creeped out that she has the ashes at work she ends up pouring them down the sink in the surgery room because she thinks her mom would want to be there forever something like that the other thing that they say is creepy is that there is a guy comes in and he says that his foot doesn't feel like it's his own he feels like it's haunted and he says it feels like a corpse foot he says he wants it amputated and the doctors are like we don't want to do that you have a perfectly healthy foot but basically they don't verbalize it but this dude obviously has something called Body integrity dysphoria, which is people who feel they shouldn't have their limbs. They're meant to be amputees. All right. That's a little scary. Yes. So that's happening. Here's the thing. Another dude comes in the hospital and he has injuries from a chainsaw pumpkin carving contest. Okay. But they brought the chainsaw in with him. The dude who wants his foot amputated somehow finds the chainsaw and cuts his own foot off. What? Yes. Oh my God. And they have surgery to reattach the foot. Ooh. So that happens. That is scary. Yeah, but it's mixed in with a bunch of other... Did you watch this? Yeah, I did. Did it it suck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's mixed in with a bunch of other stuff. The other thing that I thought was weird... So this isn't as much of a drama as I thought. It's like I think it's more of like a dramedy with some lighthearted elements. Because I hear... Or maybe it's just for the Halloween episode, because this is a little bit zany. I always hear people talk about crying during Grey's Anatomy and stuff, and it like puts you through the ringer. But there are some goofy things. So there's a little kid who comes into the hospital, and he wants to get McSteamy, who I guess is like supposed to be a really great surgeon, to build him ears pro bono because he can't hear well and he has the internal mechanisms one needs for your ears but he doesn't have externally formed ears and I guess McSteamy can build him some ears and so he wants him to do that and um Meredith who is like a lead character on it is also wanting McSteamy to do it even though McSteamy doesn't want to do it and she comes up with a thing where she gives the kid a pillowcase and she's like Look at him. Like, he comes in your room. He's like, trick or treat. Can you build me ears? And she's like, look at him. He's trick or treating for ears. 
and they ended up building the kids some years. Oh, God. Also, Shirley from The Haunting of Hill House is there. She's making out with somebody. Okay. They're having an affair. Okay. So that's it. I wish you hadn't told me that. Okay. Um, all right. <laughs> Let's talk about The Simpsons Part 1. Yeah. So I'm going to save Treehouse of Horror for the end because I saw something, again, that terrified me to my core. Great. But the thing about Treehouse of Horror, which is obviously the scary thing you think of when you think about The Simpsons, mm-hmm. uh, it's a yearly thing they do. Uh, and typically what they do in their Treehouse of Horror episodes is have three short stories that take place out of the regular canon. Right. Anything might happen. Mm-hmm. George Burns can turn out to be George Burns. So are those with names? Mr. Burns. Do we Mr. Know Burns? His first name? Maybe his first name is Maybe George. It's George. Okay. Mr. Burns can turn into a Dracula. Mm-hmm. You know, Homer can all of a sudden be a zombie. It doesn't matter. And then next week, everything will be normal again. Right. That's what they usually do for Halloween, except, except, Kristen, in their 27th season, mm-hmm. episode four, this was in 2015, when they did an episode called Halloween of Horror. Okay. This is in continuity. Hmm, They aren't breaking the rules, and yet it is still a Halloween-themed episode of The Simpsons. So instead of doing some sort of a parody of a horror movie, they're showing you what The Simpsons do on Halloween. Sweet. And it is an episode that would go on to be nominated for an Emmy. Hmm, And the writer of the show was nominated for an Emmy. Emmy. Yeah. Good God. I don't know what's going on. Niles. it's a it's like an acclaimed episode. I watched it to find out why. I was charmed. Cool. I'm not the world's biggest Simpsons fan. Mm-hmm. I respect it as an institution. Absolutely. I've enjoyed great swaths mm-hmm. of it, but I have not watched it in a long time. Same. Um, in this episode, Homer is trying to decorate his house for Halloween. It's sort of revealed that the Simpsons always have a a big horror decoration thing, invite a bunch of people over, stuff like that. Cool. He goes down to the Quickie Mart where they're selling Halloween stuff, and there are three scumbag dudes who are huffing the goo that's inside of a uh, glow stick and stuff like that. And they tried to give Homer a sweet deal on some uh, mariachi singing skeleton statues. Yeah. They're like, if you pay for one, I'll put all three in your car. Just don't tell uh, Mr. Squishy over there. Uh-huh. Talking about a poo. Okay. And then Homer walks over to a poo and he goes, these guys are giving me a great deal on these skeletons. Just don't tell, you know, Mr. Squishy. Yeah. Stuff <laughs> doesn't know what's happening. So now the cat's out of the bag. His workers are trying to sort of like. Yeah. They're selling stuff on the side. Selling for stuff a on the side. He throws them out. He throws them out on the street. Okay. And they, yeah, they land in uh, the middle of the street and Homer walks in. He's like, I'm so sorry I got you fired. And they're pissed at Homer. And they say to him, you're going to be real sorry you did that to us. And he goes, I'm sorry now. (laughs) Which is a great line. People say The Simpsons isn't good anymore. That made me laugh. Oh, when is this from? Is this like a more recent episode? 2015. Oh, okay. Four years ago. Lisa wants to go to Krusty Horror Nights, mm-hmm. which is like Universal Horror Nights. She yeah. goes there and there are a bunch of zombies and stuff jumping in her face. They're obviously costumes. Mm-hmm. This is not an episode that breaks the rules. Everything that happens right. is plausible in this episode. Right. She's just overwhelmed. It's too scary there. Yeah. And uh, you know, Bart kind of makes fun of her for being a little too chicken with everything. Uh, but because she's so scared, she ends up like going into the fetal position. Uh-huh. And the people who run the amusement park are like, all right, shut the whole thing down. We've got a class five baby who's uh-huh. ruining it for everyone. Yeah. Or you know, whatever. And they have to shut down the entire thing. And everyone's annoyed at Lisa for ruining Halloween for everyone. Yeah. And she's so traumatized, she regresses 
her fear, now that she's home, she takes uh, a little toy thing that she calls Taily. Uh-huh. I think it's like supposed to be like the tail of a stuffed animal she had when she was a baby. Okay. And all that remains is the tail. And Homer and Marge are like, oh, no, she's got Taily again. You know, she's yeah, yeah. She's acting like a baby. Right. Um, and so they essentially swear off Halloween for this year because it's too <laughs> scary for Lisa. Yeah. Which ruins it for Bart. Right. So Marge decides I'll take Bart and Maggie trick-or-treating and Homer's going to stay home with Lisa and make sure that she's okay. She Everything was too scary for her. Yeah. So he's got her at home and he gives her like a puzzle that is all ponies and stuff. And then the crux of the episode sort of kicks off. Those three scumbags that Homer got fired show up and they're here to harass Homer. Mm-hmm. And it's basically like the strangers. Oh, there are three oh. of them. They're wearing three Halloween masks that they stole from Apu's shop. Yeah. One of them is a clown. One of them is a nurse. One of them is Ghostface. Oh. And while they're here to stalk Homer, Homer is terrified of them, but trying to make sure Lisa doesn't know they're being harassed because he doesn't want her to be scared. Yeah. And so... um He's like walking through the house, like terrified and stuff and trying to close all the blinds. She goes, why are you closing all the blinds? He's like, I don't know. It's nighttime. Isn't life funny and safe? (laughs) Says to her, he says, he goes, maybe I'll whistle a happy tune to seem happy. And he starts whistling the Halloween theme song. (laughs) It's just creeping in. Yeah. Um, And then the the three guys break into the house. And they say like they're going to beat the crap out of this old man or oh, something God. like that. Something like that. Yeah. And Lisa kind of can't believe it's happening. Finally, she sees and she's terrified and freaking out. She's like, this can't be real. This can't be real. And Homer goes, Lisa, I'm your father. I've lied to you more times than there are stars in the sky. This is real. Oh, my God. <laughs> Isn't this kind of messed up? Yes. I'm surprised. Yes. Um, they have a fog machine, the three guys. And one of them goes, give me a, oh, here's what it is. Here's what it is. They go, give me a hit off that fog machine. We got a fat man to beat on. Oh, my God. Which is weird. And then they yeah. huff the, the fog machine. This is freaky. Sidebar. Dark episode. When we lived in Missouri, mm-hmm. at the school dance, there was a fog machine on the stage. And I was friends with no goodniks. Yeah. And they all wanted to jump up and huff the fog machine. Really? Yes. Huffing fog is a thing? Kind of. I like the didn't fog machine that. was just blowing out smoke. Huh. And then we would run up and just go like to inhale it. Huh. I was eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know that that like produced an effect. Yeah, I, I, no, it doesn't do anything. Oh, it doesn't? It was oh, just okay. lame. Oh, okay. Cool. The effect it produces lameness. Is eventual embarrassment. Yeah. <laughs> Delayed embarrassment. Yeah. Um, so meanwhile, while Homer and Lisa are being stalked, oh, and they've hidden themselves in the attic. Yeah. And the, the three people that are there to wreck them. Right. Can't find them. We cut to Marge, who's taking Bart around trick or treating. She's driving around, but it's too late. Everybody's like turning off their lights, Uh whatever. And the one place they wanted to go, this like gated community they wanted to go is kind of turning them back. There's too many people packed in there's like an et that'll repeat whatever you say uh-huh and bart had kind of been going like halloween is ruined i don't want to do any of this and marge goes well but there's the et where you can tell it whatever you want and it'll say it back to you and uh he goes like so if i say that if i say that my name is a dirty word she goes he'll say it and he goes all right fine we can go and then when they get turned back because they can't go into the party he sees the et and it bends down and says to a kid Hello, scrotum. <laughs> that was very funny. Really made me that laugh. That is good. It's pretty good. Uh, and then because now it's too late, 
they see a few people out on the street and it kicks off a musical number that's a parody of the time warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh Uh-huh. This isn't the Halloween they were looking for. This is grown-up Halloween. Yeah. Because it's after nine and now all the grown-ups engage in debauchery. And so uh, some of the lines are, uh, grown-ups become monsters after nine. It's time for grown-up Halloween. It's naked, grown-up, wasted Halloween. And it's not for kids. Yeah, so yeah, Bart yeah. can't be part of this. Yeah. So they have to run around and like Milhouse's mom is like showing cleavage. Uh-huh. And, you know, Chief Wiggum is wearing like a gimp suit or something. <laughs> like it's all kinds of unnerving a- adult Halloween insanity. But it's also like coming from a place of reality. And if The Simpsons is supposed to be parodying yeah. sort of society, I was very impressed with this episode. Yeah. Um, okay. So the three scumbags decide since they can't find Homer and Lisa, they're just going to wreck the house. Uh-huh. So they're in the bedroom smashing stuff and like making a mess, whatever. And Homer goes, maybe I shouldn't tell you this, but I'm scared too. Oh my God. And he says, you can't let fear shut down your brain because between the two of us, we've only got one good one. Oh and this God. gives Lisa an idea. They're up here in the attic with all their stuff. They can use all of the Halloween decorations that they packed up because she was too scared of everything to signal for help. They're going to use their Halloween decorations on the roof to signal to people that something is going on. Right. Uh, And then they go like, well, we've got all the holiday decorations up here. So as they're trying to send some sort of a message by putting decorations all over the house, Homer knocks over those three mariachi band skeletons, which start making noise, signaling to the three scumbags they're in the attic. The three scumbags start trying to break in. Lisa has to like put a broom handle through that attic door thing to make it not open. Yeah. And Homer's on the roof trying to light all these fireworks. Mm -hmm. But every time he lights a match, the wind blows it out. And so Lisa is now like, I know what we can do. (sighs) Taylor would go up in two seconds. Mm -hmm. We can use this to start the fire. And she has to light her childhood oh regression God. safety net yeah, yeah, yeah. on fire to light the fireworks, which works. And it sends a message of help, which with all the fireworks and everything, wakes people up, mm-hmm. gets everyone's attention. Mm-hmm. Millhouse's naked dad sees it. And everyone goes like, you know, the Simpsons need our help. Yeah. And they all rush over to save them. And they catch the bad guys and cool. put them away. Marge shows up just a little bit later and she sees all these people around the house. Yeah. Uh, you know, dressed in Halloween costumes and stuff. Bart's excited because Halloween's back on. Right, right. And Marge is like, no, Lisa's going to be so scared. And then Lisa pops out of this coffin that's on the front lawn and scares her. Uh-huh. She's learned to enjoy scary stuff. And as grown up, this has been a come of a- coming of yes, age tale. It's formative. And they all have a Halloween party and the episode ends. Wow, what an episode. That's Halloween of Horror. Uh, uh, Simpsons, uh, season 27, nominated for an Emmy. I don't blame that. That sounds really good. Can't stop hearing people tell me that The Simpsons is terrible. Yeah. It was wonderful. It that was wonderful. Great. And like, it's a real st- story like, yeah. in the world. Yeah, yeah, It was yeah. a Halloween-themed episode of The Simpsons, not Treehouse of Horror. Right. And it was great. Cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess I'm going to bring it down for a sec before we bring it back up. Hell yeah. Um, I watched Halloween is Grinch Night from 1977, and you can find that on YouTube. Have you seen it before? No. I hated it. This feels awful is what I wrote. Um, (laughs) (laughs) They were trying to delight people. 
With a Grinch Halloween. They apparently did. It won the 1979 Primetime Emmy for Outstanding <sighs> Children's Programming. It was a different time. Different time. Um, they keep singing about the sour, sweet wind that brings on the Grinch. Say it again. Sour, sweet wind. I don't like that. I hate it. The sour, sweet wind makes like grackles grookle, which then gets the pond going, which then makes the barbels booble, and then that makes the Grinch come out or whatever. The music is different. <laughs> it's like a different style. Everybody's different. It's all weird. So it's like a prequel, basically, to the Grinch stole Christmas. Max looks all malnourished, the dog, and all sad, and he sings a sad song about how his life got this way. The dog does? Yes. He can talk? No. He's like singing it in his head. Oh. It's like a sad song about how his life got this way, how he came to serve the Grinch, and he says he can't help but think that his great aunt Woofy wouldn't care for him now. The Grinch has um, a thing that they call the paraphernalia wagon where he's bringing down to Whoville from his mountain and he's going to unleash horrors onto them, basically. Max pulls the paraphernalia, maybe it's the paraphernalia sled, and he is whipping Max so much, oh. who looks like a sad little mess of dog. It is so weird. The Grinch is much more like, it's not just that he hates Christmas, yeah. he hates like all life. Yeah, it's like joy. Yes, he runs over some flowers and he sees he missed one, so he backs up over it, but they make it kind of like dark and weird. Like he's it's, sick. Like he's, yeah, he's a sicko. Like it's not just that he's like a gleeful villain, he's like a deranged yes. freak. He's evil. He um, is following a was woozy that crosses his path, apparently to try to kill it. He's like stalking it to, to get it. Oh. It's so weird. And so one of the Who's who lives in Whoville, they all lock up their windows and lock up the doors when they smell the sweet, sour wind. They lock everything up. And there's a family who have all naming rhyming names. And one of them is Eukariah. And Eukariah says that he has to go to the euphemism. And I didn't understand what that was watching it. And then when I looked it up later, the euphemism is the outhouse. Oh. So they're using euphemism instead of uh, calling it a bathroom. Right. They call it euphemism, but I didn't understand that. In Maybe this case, the word euphemism is a euphemism. Right, but it wasn't clear to me. He's just like, I have to go outside to the euphemism. And I was like, what's he doing? I love hearing you make fun of silly Dr. Seussisms. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like Dr. Seuss fine. That makes general. the baubles burble. And <laughs> you know. You know, Dr. Seuss words. Yeah, Zuzus. Yeah. And so he's carried away on a gust of the the sour sweet wind into the Grinch's path. He ends up going on top of the Grinch's paraphernalia sled where the Grinch opens up this hatch and then something awesome happens genuinely. There's a okay. sequence where I was watching it like, whoa, Max, or no, no, what's his name? Eukariah ends up in a trippy world. It is very cool for a few minutes where there are like giant weird feet monsters. It's literally like psychedelic and strange weird eyeballs looking at him. Huh? Like reality is bending in on itself. Yeah. It's 
very sweet. Is it like in Winnie the Pooh when the heffalumps and woozles? Yes, yes, it is. It's like when, it's like the heffalumps and woozles world. Yeah. It's very awesome, actually. And then he comes out of that world and he's like, huh, I smell the sour sweet wind dying down. I guess you have to go back to your thingy or whatever. And so the Grinch retreats. Max leaves with Eucariah. Oh. So I don't know how Max ends up back with the Grinch for the Grinch who stole Christmas. Maybe that's not the real Max. Maybe he gets a new Max. Maybe. But anyway, that's Halloween is Grinch night. Good God. Didn't like it except for that one heffalumps and woozles part. But that part was awesome. How long was it? 25 minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. So not terrible. Not terrible. But I didn't like it one. Well, I guess I did like it one bit. I you liked, liked one bit. bit. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um. All right. Well, let's let's cap this off yeah. with I what I really think is probably the champion of all Halloween mm-hmm. specials. Cool. Because well, they well, do it they do it year in year out. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. I thought you meant this one episode was the champion of them all. This episode? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it is. We're championing <laughs> like Halloween episodes for sure. So. The Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, which, as I'm saying, is different from Halloween of Horror, that one episode. Um, This is a tradition. Every single year, they do a Halloween-themed episode. Sometimes it parodies pop culture of the time. Sometimes it reaches into the history of horror to do an episode. Um, But they've been doing it. The Simpsons, I think, is in its 31st season. Mm -hmm. They started doing these in their second season. Cool. So in season 31, which is on right now, They just aired their 30th Treehouse of Horror, I think literally in the past week. Cool. So it's Treehouse of Horror, XXX, Roman numerals for 30, Mm -hmm. which is also the 666th episode of The Simpsons. That worked out. How wonderful is that? That's awesome. There's, I think, a gag somebody on the crew said like, yeah, we've been planning for this ever since the uh, the first Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's clearly not true, but it's a good thing to say. Yeah, totally. And it's great planning. To- absolutely. It's absolutely it great planning. So um, these episodes, the Treehouse of Horror, was originally meant to be scary, outside continuity, so mm-hmm. they could do whatever they want. Um, and they originally dis- started with disclaimers from Marge, who would start the beginning of the show by going, these stories might be too scary for kids. So you might not want to have your kids in the room while this episode is on, because uh, they really intended to get kind of spooky with it. Yeah. They were inspired by EC Comics. Horror Tales, which is stuff like Tales from the Crypt. Okay. They wanted to do sort of their own version. And some of the iconic stuff, I'm going to talk to you about uh, one in particular, really. Mm -hmm. Um, But some of their iconic episodes include The Shinning, Mm -hmm. which is a parody of The Shining. I think it was Treehouse of Horror 5. I watched it the other night where uh, Homer uh, and the the entire family, the Simpsons, go to stay in Mr. Burns' old mansion and watch it. And there's no TV. Uh And so Homer starts losing his mind. (laughs) That's really funny. Yeah. And it says, it's like no booze and no TV makes Homer something, something. And all over the walls it says, no TV and no booze makes Homer go crazy. Yeah. So it goes, no TV and no booze makes Homer something, something. And Marge goes, go crazy and he goes don't mind if i do and he starts going crazy and chasing after them up those stairs yeah but then he accidentally falls down of his own accord they drag him into the uh the pantry Uh it's all very closely following the shining which is great yeah um and then uh they are running away from him in the cold uh because he wants to kill them he he's already killed uh groundskeeper willie okay who has the shinning (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> is there a reason they call it the shinning or anything? I think it's only because it's a, a weird okay. Scottish yeah, yeah, yeah. sounding yeah. thing. Uh, and so uh, when they're running away outside in the cold, they end up finding one of those old portable TVs mm-hmm. there used to be. 
And so they distract Homer with it, who's about to kill them instead. And he gets distracted with the TV and they all clamor around it in the snow outside. And then it snaps the next morning. They've all frozen to death yeah. watching TV outside. <laughs> That's funny. Which is great. Yeah. Um, I think the very first Treehouse of Horror um, had Homer uh, in a dramatic reading of uh, The Raven. Okay. Edgar Allan Poe. And it was a straight read. Mm -hmm. There is no, you know, Bart plays the Raven. Yeah. But outside of that, there's like no comedy or anything. And I, I think it's one of those things that you have to respect as like. Yeah. A, a thing to try. Right. Uh, but it's, it's, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Um, so I looked up a few, I watched a few. Um, some of the ones that I particularly remember are Homer cubed where he ends up going into the, our real world where it's all three dimensional oh, and he yeah. becomes a three dimensional character. Yep. I remember watching that live when yeah. it first aired and it being really kind of weird and exciting. Yeah. I'd never seen CGI in a TV show yeah. at the time. Um, I remember the one where the, uh, Bart is in school and it turns out all the teachers are eating the kids. Mm-hmm. And in that episode, they introduce a, a little German character who is one of the only characters who was invented in a horror episode who eventually crossed over into the main show. That little German kid ended yeah. up being like a mainstay classmate. But now let's talk about some more recent stuff. I checked in with uh, episode 666, mm -hmm. Trios of Horror XXX. I really love that. Yeah. Um, I watched it uh, the other night. They do parodies of Stranger Things where Millhouse gets trapped in the Upside Down, basically. Okay. Not bad. Yeah. They do The Shape of Water where either Patty or Selma, one of Marge's sisters, falls in love with either Kang or Kodos. You know what I'm talking about? Those big aliens? Oh, yeah, I do. And yeah, they're like yeah. smooching and Mr. Burns wants to study the alien uh -huh. stuff like that. It's it's not it's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty good. Yeah. And uh Homer dies oh. in one of them and gets rejected. He wasn't supposed to die. He accidentally died. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, I'll tell you what. I think he drowned and his body is all bloated from yeah. the water, but they're like, Your body's ruined, but I'll tell you what, somebody else who is scheduled to die, we can put you back down in their body. And so Homer ends up getting to be in like a, a hot young stud. Yeah. And Marge is all like attracted to his new body and you know yeah. he, he's able to say it's homer right 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 he shows up at the door and he looks like a stud uh -huh. and she goes like who are you and he goes it's me your husband yeah i love ice cream <laughs> whatever Good and homer. she goes you're not my husband he goes i'll tell you something that only the real homer would know and she goes all right one well, he goes i forget she goes homer it's you it's good it was pretty good yeah uh, and then overnight she wakes up in the morning and he's all fat uh -huh. <laughs> she's like you've ruined this body and so he keeps body swapping yeah. through like a bunch of different people. Yeah. And it was pretty good. That sounds good. It was pretty charming. But um, here's what I really want to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. All the rest of this, basically this entire episode has been leading to the moment where I get to talk to you about a story called Mmm, Homer. Okay. I've been waiting to tell you about this. Yes, you've been talking about this for weeks. For Yes. Yeah. Probably almost a month. Yeah, probably. Because Allie and I remembered that Trios of Horror existed mm -hmm. and decided to watch a bunch of them, which brought us to watching Treehouse of Horror 28, just from 2017. Okay. It opens with Maggie getting possessed by Pazuzu. Mm. They go on, they do a story called Coralisa, where Lisa finds a secret door that leads her to a world where her other mother okay. lives and has buttons over her eyes and stuff. Yeah. And it's all done in CGI and it actually looks really great and really inventive. Cool. And then they go to mm, Homer. Mm -hmm. Now, I told you that when Trios of Horror first began, Marge used to come out and warn mm -hmm. viewers of what was to come. They discontinued that. Yeah. 
They brought it back for this one? Mm-hmm. Cool. Lisa stands on a stage and tells everybody who's watching, this story might be too disgusting. Oh. And here's what happens. Homer is home alone, and he's excited about it. Mm-hmm. Marge takes the kids to go somewhere. Who cares? And Homer does what uh, I, I have done in the past. Great. I'm going to eat a bunch of garbage. Mm-hmm. So Homer buys a bunch of food, whatever, and he's cooking it all. He's like dancing around in his underwear, eating candy, eating all this junk food. Yeah. And then he's in the backyard at the grill, and he's throwing hot dogs down, and he goes to open a package, and he accidentally cuts off his finger. Oh, my God. Uh-oh. And his finger lands on the grill, and he's freaking out. And he's like, what do I do? What do I do? And as it's rotating like on the grill a little bit, it gets all plump and moist and juicy. And it smells it's looking good. amazing. And Homer picks up his f- own finger. This is messed up. And starts eating it. Yeah. It cuts to him walking into the kitchen and he's sucking on the bone Ugh. of his finger. And it's almost like a chicken wing. And he throws his finger bone in the garbage. And this kicks off a segment where Homer becomes addicted to eating parts of his own body. Yeah. There's a montage of him, you know, shaving the bottom of his feet. Ew. Cutting his hair into stuff. His three hairs. His three hairs. And uh, gradually he ends up eating all of his fingers. Mm-hmm. He eventually doesn't have any fingers. He starts cutting off like the sides of his stomach and stuff and grilling it up and eating it. And he, at one point, there's like a joke where he goes like, I've been eating such bad food for so long, I'm delicious. Yeah, I've become great. Eventually, he's trying to stop. He can't. Yeah. And Marge comes home, and he opens the door, and what was described by a producer in an Entertainment Weekly article as being the funniest part of the episode starts to really make me uncomfortable. Homer opens the door, and he is thin. Uh-huh. His clothes are all loose. Um, his arm is like bandaged. And one of his pant legs is empty. Mm-hmm. And if you look down, he has got his shoe um, binder clipped oh to the bottom God. of his pant leg. Yeah. Because he ate his leg at some point. Oh, my God. Um, Marge can't believe how much weight he's lost. Uh-huh. It's surprising to her. And then in the middle of the night, she wakes up and he's not in bed and she can hear him downstairs cooking. And she goes like, oh, Homer, you shouldn't be eating in the middle of the night. So she goes downstairs to stop him. And when she walks into the kitchen, Homer is a torso on a stool with his other leg in a frying pan. Yeah. Caught. This is smash cut to a door. That says addiction counselor. She's brought Homer to an addiction counselor because now they're not even making a gag out of it anymore. They're talking about his addiction to cannibalism where he's eating himself. Yeah. And he's wasting away. He's not going to be around much longer. Oh my God. And then Mario Batali comes in because he's heard that Homer's delicious. Marge says she can't be with him anymore. Mm -hmm. So she goes to 
like leave. She's going to leave Homer and divorce him. She can't have her kids around him. Yeah. Because he can't stop. And he admits that he can't stop. Yeah. I think he's wearing like an oven mitt over his hand because he doesn't have like an arm anymore. Right, right. So Mario Batali shows up and says that he heard that Homer was delicious <laughs> and he's got a great idea. Smash cut to Homer's severed head in a frying pan that Mario Batali is cooking. And then it still isn't over. Marge is living with the kids in like a hotel or something. Yeah. And she gets a letter from her dead husband. Mm -hmm. Now they're admitting that Homer is dead. Yeah. And he's saying that he failed her and he's sorry, but maybe she'll be proud of him if she just comes back to the house. So they drive up to the house, which has been turned into a restaurant uh -huh. named Shea Homer. And his meat has been shipped out to tons of restaurants all around the world. He's being sold in fast food places. Um, Lenny and Carl, his co-workers are there. And they're drinking drinks out of Homer's skull. Oh and then Bart reaches out for an appetizer, which has Homer meat on like a cracker uh -huh. and eats it. So he eats his father's flesh. And I don't even remember if there was a gag at the end. I feel like I was gagging yeah. and I like fell over. That's crazy. Mm Homer. Mm Homer. From 2017. What That's is going intense. on? What is happening? And no one is talking about it. That's a really crazy sounding episode. It was so messed up. Yeah, and it's like disturbing. Deranged. Honestly, seeing Homer Simpson, I know how stupid this could sound, uh -huh. but like seeing Homer Simpson, who like they're showing him, like it's two things. One, it's the the grotesque shock yeah. of, of like a, a weird sort of pseudo realistic display of cannibalism. Right. It's also the grotesque display of Homer trying to hide it. Yeah. Having his shoe be binder clipped to the bottom of his pants and it's like swaying around yeah. was like disturbing. Yeah. It Allie and I were disturbing. watching it and That's just kind of being like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, like my skin is crawling. Absolutely. I, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I've never seen anything like that. Weird. And you know, I consider myself to a certain extent to be something of a horror connoisseur. Mm -hmm. I have never seen another story like that. Yeah. I don't know what they were parodying. I, I looked it up and it was just like uh, one of the writers on staff, uh, Joel Cohen, mm -hmm. unless it was the Joel Cohen, uh -huh. suggested uh, Homer gets addicted to eating himself. Yeah. And they went with it. But the realism they, they treated it with, I think yeah. was- yeah, to go to an addiction counselor and uh -huh. stuff like whoa, like they Simpsons. couldn't. It still would. I'm not saying that this is a fix to make it not disturbing. I'm yeah. just surprised they didn't do something where it's like Homer realizes that he can regenerate any body part. Right. And he starts eating right. himself. No, he's he's gonna he's dying. He's wasting away. Yeah. Right. And he becomes emaciated and yeah, it it's sickening. There's like an image of Marge sitting on a therapist sofa mm -hmm. and Homer is just kind of propped up on it because he doesn't have legs anymore. It sounds awful. It was so <laughs> it was so messed up. Yeah. It sounds like it was it. so messed up. Holy crap. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. well happy Halloween, Will. Holy guacamole. Happy Halloween, everybody. Quite frankly, I kind of recommend it. Uh you've got I I've it was on television. Like this thing yeah, that was on like crazy. this thing was on Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2 years ago. Well, Maggie, no, not Maggie. Lisa warned you. 
Yeah, you know what? Lisa did warn me, and I thought that was yeah. a joke. Yeah. I thought that they were like, oh, they're going to be puking. Right, They'd right, They'd be right. puking all over the place or something. Right. Or I, I don't know what. But I, I genuinely realized at a certain point, like, oh, no, they were probably- This is legit disgusting. They were probably told by, like, the network. Yeah, it's probably some sort of standards and practices thing. You have to warn people. Yeah. You know? and I'm like, sure tons of people thought it was a joke. You know? Why wouldn't you? So, so crazy. That's nuts. It was so crazy. Man. It was, yeah. Well, guys, go get your spines tinkled by that. Good God. Holy moly. Bit off more than I could chew. Yeah, apparently. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. But Treehouse of Horror is dynamite, and I've yeah. I've continued to keep watching them, because even when they're bad, they're good. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just fun to see horror stuff happen. And the way yeah, totally. to which they don't hold back, mm-hmm. actually, I think is a major strength of theirs. Yeah. If there was a, an episode of The Office where Creed killed everybody, <laughs> that would be great. And then just next week, ignore that it ever happened. Yeah. How are more people yeah, not doing continuity. this? I don't know, but it's super. that is something that's super fun, that like all bets are off, Yeah. and it'll be fine next week. I think Boy Meets World was rad but it was weird that they tried to fold it into continuity yeah yeah it's so much more fun to see people have to do stuff that's outside of character yeah completely and you just understand that this is a halloween episode absolutely i think everybody would be willing to go with the of course you know benefit of disbelief or whatever i think so to just let it happen yeah what's a halloween episode of a show you would love to see do you have like what's like a show you watch that would be uh let me think. I mean, I mostly watch either scary shows or reality shows. Right. Yeah. I guess so that makes it tricky. I don't really have like a, you know, drama that, or, you know, a comedy even that I'd want to. I bet The Good Place I bet to really say pull the only off. comedy I really watch is The Good Place. So I guess The Good Place. I bet The Good Place, I bet it's not around anymore, but I bet mm-hmm. 30 Rock could have really done something good. Yeah. Maybe they did. Maybe there was a Maybe. Halloween episode of 30 Rock. Is there a Halloween kinda... Seinfeld? Um, Whenever they did scary stuff, it was great. Like they had yeah, the totally. lopper who's killing people that look like Jerry Seinfeld. Yes. Well, that Pagliacci episode that we've talked about was kind of a scary episode. Yep, that was scary. So Absolutely. I don't know if there was a specific Halloween episode where Mr. Marbles or anything. Mr. Marbles was scary. There were certainly Halloween episodes of Friends. Yes, definitely. I was going to cover that, but then I it, it started realizing like, well, but it's there, it's real world stuff. It doesn't really fall under the. There are Halloween episodes of a million shows that wouldn't really be like. It's not really that fun to like recap for right. a supernaturally kind of podcast. So, right. you know, Grey's Anatomy was a little bit of an outlier. True, true. Well, I want more. Well, me too. I'd be all about it. I want more. Give well, me more. Guys, check out that episode of Treehouse of Horrors if you want to be horrified. It sounds nuts. Crazy. And then you can wash that down by following us everywhere on social media. We're at GTTU Pod. We would love it if you guys left us a review on whatever podcast app you use. Five stars would be awesome. So people can visit those pages and they're like, oh, a lot of people watch or listen to this show. Like, mm-hmm. I might listen to it too. So that would rule. I'll give you another one that I would really appreciate. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of people are enjoying this. If you go to podchaser.com slash gttu pod we've got a page where you can see it's almost like the imdb mm-hmm. of podcasts they call it so Kristen and i have our credits on there yeah for stuff and you can review the show there as well we would really appreciate it um some people make lists of other shows that they think go well together somebody already made a list that guide to the unknown is on of like good spooky shows stuff like that if you want to support the show but you don't have an iphone or something like that even if you do have an iphone Mm -hmm. podchaser.com slash gttu pod you might also find some other rad stuff there yeah uh but we'd really appreciate that and you can even follow us as creators there yeah i'm only just dipping i don't know that much about podchaser yet i have to like get in there and 
figure it out. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. I like it. I've been able to like add all the shows and stuff, mm-hmm. and I've tried to like curate our accounts in a way. Yeah. Um, it, it's fun. Oh, cool. It's fun. I want. I wish there was stuff like trivia or something. But what am I going to write about trivia about our shows? That would be. Yeah. yeah I don't yeah. know what, but. Cool. Yeah, podchaser.com slash GTTU pod. All right, sweet. I'll meet you there. Yeah. You can also join us at patreon.com slash GTTU pod. And if you donate $4 or more per month, you're going to get access to one bonus episode that comes out on the 15th of every month, mm-hmm. plus extras that we just throw out there on top of that. And we would also love it if you came to our show in Highland Park, New Jersey at Pino's on Sunday, October 27th. It's almost here for listening yeah. to it in real time. So Google Eventbrite Guides the Unknown. It's $10 a ticket, and we'll have a really good time. Time. That's gonna be a really, really fun night. Yeah. And you can also follow us on social media personally. I am at Chillin' Kristen on Instagram and Twitter. I am at the Myth Traveler. Mm-hmm. So thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We hope that we gave you some good spooky TV show episodes to check out to yeah, keep some, yourself in the horror mood. Some marching orders. Hell yeah. We'll be back next week to talk about more spooky things from the entire wide world of creepitude. Of spooky things. Spooky <laughs> things. But until that time, we must travel back to the netherworld go wait